on Jazz FM. This is the Business Breakfast with Oanda. Online trading, currency data, money transfers. It's been a bit of a sterling story overnight, hasn't it, given Brexit? I'd like your take on it, if you would. Yeah, I mean, the pound's come under quite heavy pressure. I must say, it does just um, remind me a lot of what we've seen over and over again, really, over the course of the last couple of years. We've got to ask ourselves the question, has anything really changed? Um, uh, is this a hard deadline in, in, in October? No, both sides are obviously alluding to it, but we've seen these deadlines push back over and over again. We've seen the, the, the threat of no deal unless the other side yields over and over again. So as far as I'm concerned, it's not really changed something. The only, the only difference really is that the walls are closing in because we are rapidly approaching the end of the year. But what it does just remind us is that these markets are extremely sensitive to the risk of no deal Brexit. In the past, there has been a third option, which is uh, an extension, but that clearly is off the table this time. So we are very much heading for the two scenarios. Uh, And whereas people and people in the markets have feared a no-deal Brexit in the past, in the midst of a pandemic, you have to imagine that the no-deal Brexit risk is more severe. So the sensitivity in in these markets is very much still there. And if anything, it's growing because such a simple comment to trigger such a a large one-day sell-off is is quite... Indeed, and a a comment that still really hasn't been explained has it i mean given as the day wore on you know various people wheeled on weren't they to say no it's it's just tidying up some details but actually the fact of it is it was a it was the the usual clumsiness we've come to expect and as you say the markets don't like that at all no they don't they it's the old adage right the markets hates uncertainty but this uncertainty has existed for a long time normally you become accustomed to this and you kind of adapt but that just doesn't seem to be the case become brexit and i think that lends itself to the unpredictability that we are are dealing with here i think the government is viewed as being a little bit more unpredictable potentially the governments that we've seen in the past more liable to potentially adopting the no deal brexit route rather than settling for a deal that's currently in place whether that's true or not is is an entirely uh, different matter uh, but as I say, it's the sensitivity, I think, that we are seeing to these Brexit headlines that just makes me think it's going to be an extremely volatile uh, month or two because these headlines aren't going anywhere. We're going to get them on an increasingly daily basis from both sides as they both try to get these final parts of the deal wrapped up in their favour. Naturally, what's going to happen is we, we are likely to see both sides yield a bit and give something up to get this deal over the line. But it's not going to stop the hard talking. I mean, let's face it, if me or you or anyone else was in a negotiation, we'd be doing exactly the same thing to try and get these final points in our favour whether they work or not doesn't really matter um we we had a weekend a couple of weekends ago didn't we uh, about you know tax cuts or tax increases or whatever it may be and all that discussion and a lot of kite flying was going on leaving that to one side now there's a lot of kite flying going about the furlough scheme isn't it do you feel as though it is going to be extended given that british industry uh, in in the in the person of the cbi to start with has been actually saying to government you know that we, we ought to we ought to continue with this because a third of companies uh, are going to lay people off uh, there's that side to it of course the other side is somebody's gonna have to pay for it in the end what's your feeling do you think it's think the the, the, the slope off the tapering off is is shallowing slightly 
it always comes down to the debate of what it saves versus what it costs. And the the fellow scheme has been very generous up until this point, but it's one that many countries around the world have uh, adopted. The difference between the UK and much of Europe, for example, is that the UK scheme does come to an end in October, whereas countries across Europe, France, Germany, etc., have extended those. Germany actually to the end of 2021. Uh, so the, there's a significant difference as far as the end date is concerned. The risk to the government is that they spend all of this cash preserving all of these jobs but in wrapping them up slightly too soon you still get higher levels of unemployment so you get both the benefits bill at the end the structural unemployment and all the downside that comes with that on top of the fellow bill that you've accumulated so far so the end point is really quite significant that's not just to say that we can always afford to just throw cash at these problems but if you're going to engage on a scheme like this i think you have to get the end point uh, very right uh, and i do wonder whether they're just bringing this in a little bit too soon especially when it's the same government that's warning about the risks of uh, a significant second wave come the winter uh, as far yes. as the coronavirus yeah. is concerned and everything that comes with that wrapping up the furlough scheme just in front of that it is it suggests to me that the may that the government may be forced into another U-turn, and again, this is a government that's U-turned on uh, on a number of different issues, um, uh, and therefore you wouldn't bet against it doing the same as far as the furlough scheme and, is and, concerned. And, and, and on the subject of a second wave, I mean, the the news yesterday, the general news was dominated by that, wasn't it? By various scientists coming on and saying it is very extremely likely there'll be a second wave, and we've seen increased places under under lockdown again. Um, it, 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 that adds to your point significantly, doesn't it? I would have thought. It does. The, the, the risk of the second wave, I mean, I, I'm not an epidemiologist, I'm not a scientist, so like, I, I wouldn't really want to necessarily comment on um, or give no. my view on how likely or unlikely this is, but you would you would imagine that people staying indoors or the, 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 the humidity, etc., all of these different things does lend itself to higher risks, especially if people are congregating different age groups around Christmas, we all know what it's like. Uh, so you can imagine that it, it kind of starts to make sense and the government is going to have people in their who are far more educated on the issue uh, than, than we all are, uh, which again makes the decision to end in October all that more confusing. It seems to me that they are maybe starting to worry a little bit about the short-term uh, bill uh, rather than the longer-term consequences. So like I say, I wouldn't be surprised if they do extend it. The risk again though is by extending it, they, they may, it may be the right decision, but the, it does just add to this, um, this indication that they are being a little bit incompetent because what businesses need is the warning that they're going to do these things so they don't announce these layoffs earlier there's going to be a number of companies who are going to be laying off staff in anticipation uh, of the fellow scheme ending in august these are jobs that could have been saved if the government had have uh, had have acted sooner it's, assuming of it, course it is, that they do end it it is extraordinary it's the same old story isn't it the disconnect between government and business once again writ large you 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 know it's it, it is quite extraordinary now just talking about um uh, big utterances um somebody who is uh, not uh, not used to particular subtlety of course is president trump and he's going into an election now using the labor day holiday yesterday to talk about decoupling the u.s economy from china um that may ring particularly significantly if you're going for america first that's completely unrealistic i would have thought it is uh we have to remember that Trump's going into this election with a deficit in the polls. Uh, we've been talking for some months about the fact that we are going to see them step up their anti-China rhetoric in order to try and uh, solidify the base in particular uh, with regards to China, this kind of nationalistic uh, America first approach. 
And this just seems to be another extension of that, adding more companies to the list of those who are going to um, who are going to effectively be punished before uh, because of their links uh, to the uh, Chinese uh, regime. And um, uh, this kind of decoupling further just encompasses that. The difficulty that we ultimately have is that the US has spent decades building up leverage by making itself so important, which means that if they ever need to do uh, impose these powers, which they've effectively generated, that they can do so. And it seems that all of this leverage is now just being used up in this kind of politicised uh, way, um, and all we're going to see if this is if this does become a more longer term approach, then we're going to see naturally Chinese companies or the Chinese regime is going to look to effectively decouple itself from the US because it's not really the US that's necessarily reliant on China. It's very much the other way around in this particular space. So what we're going to see is we're going to see China decide to develop uh, and throw money at developing its own um, its own industry which means that it's going to be for example the u.s chip makers etc the semiconductor industry that's going to suffer as a result of um, uh, of huge competition uh from abroad so it is a bit of a maybe a curious uh, approach from the trump administration but it's also a desperate approach going into an election in two months time craig Ellum, thank you very much indeed craig Ellum, there uh, chief market analyst at oanda the business breakfast on jazz fm with oanda Online trading, currency data, money transfers.